And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, there's positive farm reaction to the election of Scott Moe as leader of the SAS party and the premier of Saskatchewan. Agri-News is brought to you by the REMAX Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth, online at landforsalesask.ca. And McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative. McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results online at mcdougallauction.com. There's positive farm reaction to the election of Scott Moe as the leader of the SAS party and the premier of Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan Stock Growers President Shane Yonke says Moe is well aware of farm issues in this province. I think the Scott Moe is going to make an excellent premier and I think his ability is going to be able to bring that party together. He's always been a strong advocate for agriculture, be it through his... Uh, portfolio as the environment minister and he's one of the guys that you heard right in his comments that he's going to stand up to uh, Ottawa when it comes to the carbon tax. You see those are a couple of key factors you think will really help the province? I believe so yeah you bet Jim. And help farmers as well? Yeah. On the another topic the stock growers held their semi-annual meeting last week in Saskatoon. You had some very interesting resolutions. Let's let's look at one you want crop insurance to incorporate fire insurance in the forage insurance program? Yeah, and that's something we've been working uh, quite closely with uh, crop insurance over the last few years, and I believe we're close to coming to a resolution with that. It's just uh, one more thing that can kind of put the producer's mind at ease, especially with the disastrous fires that we had this past fall. Another item on those fires, you want the non-insurable cost of labor and equipment on fencing to replace lost fences as an eligible loss under agri-recovery? Yeah, like right now as it is, it isn't an eligible uh, loss, so the producers are on the hook for that. So it's just one more little backing that the producers can have in case of a uh, disaster, which we just seen. I understand the wildfires damaged or destroyed about 200 miles of fences, and most of which aren't insured. No, they're not. And the ability, I believe that you can insure them, but the cost of it is just so immense. And for kind of like almost to the point of an act of God, it's uh, not something that would happen very often, but it would be nice to have policy in place that you are covered for it. How's the wildfire relief fund going? How's the money raised so to date? It went, it went really good, Jim. Like we've talked before and the response we've had from everybody across Canada even has been tremendous. We're probably, uh, as of date, we're looking at about $246,000 in cash donations. And that was including the $100,000 from the government of Saskatchewan. And we're pleased to say all those checks have been mailed out to the producers. Uh, 100% of the funds have went to the producers in need, as well as we uh, received probably over two hundred grand of in-kind donations, such as trucking feed, fencing materials, and labors and uh, that is starting to go out as well. So again, it's a, says a huge thing for the people of this uh, country and how they support agriculture. It was greatly appreciated. How many producers were affected? I can't remember quite the number. I believe that we had, uh, there are some that didn't apply to the Wild uh, Fire Recovery Fund, but we were close to about 30 people that applied for funding. Another resolution at the semi-annual meeting talked about the Food Inspection Agency. You want the Cattle Ins- Identification Agency to transfer information to livestock inspectors in the Mounties? For what? Uh, for that is just to help identify stray and stolen animals, just to expedite the process if the brand inspector comes across a stray. We're liking to see if uh, they could just phone CCIA and get them to contact the producer that's missing the animals so we can get that resolved as quick as possible.
And another one, another resolution you want livestock producers in the price insurance program to be able to pay their premiums in the fall as opposed to at the time of purchase. Yeah, and it's just kind of similar to the way the crop insurance does. They pay theirs in the fall and just kind of put all their uh, costs all together. Uh, makes it a little bit easier for the producers applying for both the insurance programs. Now, the NAFTA trade talks are underway in Montreal and haven't heard too much about them. Any thoughts you want to share on the, the, those NAFTA talks? I think the biggest thing is uh, try to maintain it if our government and all our leaders can kind of keep it as the way it was, kind of do no harm to Canada, that would be ideal. Uh, there's always going to be tweaks and challenges ahead of us, but we sure uh, sure hope we're on the right track, and like you say, there hasn't been much news coming out of it, so maybe no news right now is good news, Jim. Shane Yonke of Gouldtown is the president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. The chair of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association has positive reaction to the election of Scott Moe as leader of the SAS party and the premier of Saskatchewan. Wheat Growers Chair Jim Wickett of Rosetown says Moe has a good understanding of rural issues in Saskatchewan. Well, from a rural perspective, I think that Scott Moe being elected is a, is a good thing. That being said, I think he's got a good grasp of everything uh, that's going on in Saskatchewan and you know, and I think he has a good grasp of uh, urban issues as well. So uh, from that standpoint, we don't see any concerns, and uh, I think it's just straight ahead, steady as she goes. In his opening address, he talked about fighting Ottawa over the carbon tax. Your reaction? Well, we're happy to see that. We don't think that things are being recognized that we are doing on the farm right now. And, you know, like one of them is carbon sequestration. That's an area that the uh, feds are completely ignoring because, you know, Western Canada is building carbon and Eastern Canada is losing carbon in their soil. So uh, politically, that's probably not going to be that great to write checks to farmers in uh, Western Canada and take it away from Eastern. So we're happy that he's going to... uh, Hold firm on that. On another topic, the NAFTA trade talks in Montreal moving sort of into a second week, and so far there hasn't been very much said, but you issued a press release with the wheat growers from the United States and Mexico, a joint news release, and you're really pushing for support or a new NAFTA? Yeah, we, we're looking, we don't want this NAFTA to go away. We realize there's some issues with the original document, the way it's wrote up, and uh, we certainly are are supportive of some changes, but uh, we certainly don't want to see it go away. There's some uh, very massive markets and three-way trade that are going on there, and, you know, we want that to continue for sure. How important is NAFTA to Canada and uh, the Canadian wheat growers? NAFTA is very important. The U.S. and, and, and Mexico are huge importers of Canadian grain, and especially Western Canadian grain, such as Durham and the higher end bread wheats and the hard red spring wheats. So it's very critical that we maintain this and, and do not see that border have any hiccups there at all. I understand Canadian wheat reached over $230 million exporting to Mexico. Yeah, for sure. Same thing. It's one of the uh, the higher end markets and, you know, they use our wheat sometimes to blend up some of the other stuff. So it's a market we certainly don't want to be shut out of. The joint news release says Mexico imported 3.3 million tons of U.S. wheat in 2016, the largest market for exported U.S. wheat that year. Prior to NAFTA, U.S. wheat was often kept out of Mexico due to import tariffs. 
The U.S. and Canada supply over 60% of the growing Mexican wheat market. A market analyst sees some signs of grain price improvement this spring. John Dreger of FarmLink Marketing Solutions says grain prices are near multi-year lows due to large world supplies. But he says factors like dryness on the prairies, winter kill in the U.S., southern plains, and dry weather in Russia could push up markets. A couple of the key things that we'll be watching here going forward is, uh, first of all, the fact that prices are relatively low. So in some ways, is, on the one hand, you know, supplies are definitely a, a bearish headwind to really getting a lot of upside traction but in many ways the market has already priced that in a lot as well so so i think in terms of the potential for some upside again i think spring planting conditions i think dryness i think some caution about uh, you know if there is actually some signs of winter kill and again you don't really know until you start getting into spring for example in the southern plains russia those are some of the bigger picture stories where you might see some some upswing um, again, you know, the flip side of that, you know, prospects for maybe record large canola acres, you know, some good spring weather that kind of starts to maybe snuff that out. But, but uh, a couple of threads where I say the market is, is paying some attention to. We have gone through a bit of a doldrums. Uh, what we do have also is, is speculative funds very heavily short the grain complex overall, uh, including a short position in canola. And if some of those uh, speculators and, and investors decide they need to start covering some shorts and there maybe are some stories that, that grab a bit of a bullish thread, you get some covering, you know, that's the sort of thing that can give you a bit of a sugar rush as well. So, um, you know, certainly a handful of things that do leave some potential for, for a bit of a pop, you know, against the backdrop of large supplies. John Dreger is a senior market analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions. Market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hall is Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were showing upward movement in early trading this morning. Canola gained a dollar eighty at four seventy one seventy four. Oats rose two sixty eight at one fifty five twenty six. Number one red spring wheat gained a dollar thirty eight at two hundred thirty four dollars and fourteen cents. The rest were unchanged. Durham two hundred sixty nine dollars and twenty nine cents. Feed barley one seventy six sixty three. Flax four sixty one sixty eight. Yellow peas, 234.87. Feed wheat, 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March spring wheat is up 2.5 cents at 6.17 a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia, 642-5358 or Weyburn, 842-4574. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Lee Crowley bringing the Livestock Market Report direct from Heartland and Swift Current for the week ending January 26th. We had 700 cattle on offer last week with mainly cows on offer. Here are the quotations. D1 and 2 cows were trading from 83 to 88, odd sale at 90. D3 and 4 cows, 75 to 85. Good feeding cows were from 80 to 90, younger ones up to 95. Good bulls were 85 to 90, sales to $1.00. Medium bulls were 80 to 91. Good dry two-year-old heifers weighing 1,000 plus pounds were $1.65, $1.75. Good day and good marketing. 
And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,400 hogs Friday, selling a range of 157 to 162 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,200 head, selling a range of 155 to 161 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down, and forward contract prices opened mixed this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was up two basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.2321. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 80.98 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets lost some value last week as packers were unwilling to bid the market higher, while pork product values have not shown any leadership over the last two weeks. Disruptions to the normal flow of hogs for two consecutive weeks can sometimes lead to more aggressive weekend kills, but the failure of packers to make up for lost time earlier in the week may indicate some hesitancy on near-term price trends. Cautious support was seen in all offered lean hog feeders contracts early this morning, but we are still in an environment of high uncertainty. Producers should consider securing prices on one-third of their May to August production to mitigate some of their price risks at profitable levels through the use of forward contracts. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, overcast skies, wind southeast 30, the high minus 12, the wind chill minus 27. Tonight, cloudy skies, 30% chance of ice pellets overnight with risk of freezing rain, wind southeast 40 gusting to 60, the temperature rising to minus 2 by tomorrow morning. For Tuesday, mainly cloudy, clearing in the afternoon, risk of freezing rain in the morning, wind southwest 40 gusting to 60, becoming northwest 50 gusting to 80 late in the morning, then diminishing to 30 in the afternoon. The high tomorrow plus 1, with the temperature falling to minus 7 in the afternoon, the low minus 17. Wednesday, a mix of sun and cloud with the high minus 16, the low minus 24. Thursday, sunny skies, the high minus 17, chance of evening flurries, the low minus 21. Friday, sunny with a high minus 18, the low minus 27. Saturday, sunny, the high minus 22, the low minus 24. Sunday, sunny, the high minus 19. Normal high minus 9, the normal low minus 22. The sun rose at 8.38, it sets at 5.45 tonight. Around the province, Estevan minus 14, Saskatoon minus 18, Swift Current minus 9, Weyburn minus 14, Yorkton is minus 20. In Regina, cloudy, minus 16, that's 3 above Fahrenheit, Windsor from the southeast to 28, the wind chill minus 27, humidity 85%, the barometer dropping 103.4. Partly cloudy, Moose Jaw minus 12, Windsor from the east southeast to 22. Once again, Regina, cloudy, minus 16, that's 3 above Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.